What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes podcast. I am your host, TJ Plogger, and my co-host, Tucker Hanner. What's up, Tuck? How's it going, TJ? Very, uh, very special episode today with uh, Philadelphia Flyers legend, Brian Propp. Absolutely uh, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm probably going to be a little bit of a fanboy here because, you know, I probably have top five flyers of all time, and you know he was he was one of my favorite players growing up. You know, it, and it's just very surreal to be able to talk to him and and you know just talk to him about his playing career. You know, with junior with the Flyers, you know, Team Canada and the Canada Cup. It's just it's almost I I don't want to be that fanboy, but it's almost like I got to be professional about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I hear you. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be good. You know, I, he just called me and, you know, we had to get everything straightened up, you know, with getting him connected and stuff. So, yeah. And then after, after we talked to Brian, uh, we're going to talk about NHL and, you know, stuff like that and see, you know, the AHL canceling as well for the rest of the season and then what, what those players are going to do, you know, I, I read a thing that, you know, if, if you're on a two-way contract, you can get brought up to the NHL squad, which is – it's it's kind of good in, in the long run for teams to have youth and, and legs for the playoff run and to help progress in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and absolutely. And, you know, they're talking if they do start back up, and obviously they are in the works of starting back up. They're talking about going straight to playoffs. I and you know we touched on this before. It's kind of it's. I don't know, man. Jumping right in the playoffs, you know, it's 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 going to be difficult. It really is. It really is because you know we talked about it before as well with with injuries. You know what I mean? What it's what it's going to be like for these guys just jumping right in. You obviously obviously they're going to have a mini camp. You know what I mean to help them out, but. Oh, absolutely. Jumping right in the games, it's it's going to be tough for these guys, you know what I mean? And I, I read a thing, an article about, you know, how the Flyers were doing so good during this, this stretch before this coronavirus hit. And now it's they're saying teams should be worried about the Flyers even more because, you know, yeah. some of the guys were playing injured and they were doing as well. They were doing so well. And then now you have guys healing up. And it's a almost like it's a, they're fully rested, man. It's they're going to come back. They're going to come back even even harder. You know what I mean? You got guys like Nolan Patrick that's been out all season. You know what I mean? And it's he's going to come back and he's going to add development. It's almost like you know they're adding. I don't want to say a free agent and a guy at the deadline like a trade, but they're getting a fresh yeah. guy. And you know he's going to want to play for something. He's going to want to prove a point. You know what I mean? The guy was drafted. Oh, guy was drafted second overall. Yeah. So he's going to want to come back and, and prove a point. 100%. You know, and, and like I said, too, with the guys in the AHL getting a two-way, and they're, they're basically going to get a chance to, you know, skate with the squad and and uh, prove their point where they want to belong in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I, I like I said, I'm, I'm all for the NHL coming back. I really am. You know what I mean? I'm all for hockey, and you know, you see some states that uh, some states are allowing, you know, uh, 
sports to be back and, you know, guys and, and they're allowing professional sports. So what makes you think that like other states aren't going to allow it? And then, you know, some, you know, baseball was set for July 1st. So why, why isn't hockey giving us a date? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So give me one second here. I'm sending Brian a, uh, another invite via text. So, um, yeah, you're good. But yeah, it's it, 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 we it, you gotta set you gotta have something set. So either you're gonna have a season or you're not gonna have a season. You're you know you already canceled the AHL, you know. So yep. what make what makes you think the NHL is not gonna happen? Well, exactly. That's just it. Like when the AHL went, it kind of got me worried that mm-hmm. the NHL wasn't coming back. Yeah, I know, and it's. It, you don't know. You don't. The ECHL canceled. AHL canceled. You know what? Like what? What? Did, I I know what what you're thinking about. You know, like you got to put safety for the guys. You really do. Absolutely. But you're coming in. It's the middle of May right now. Yep. When are you going to start? You know what I mean. You're going to have a shortened, a shortened, you know, season, a playoff season. You're going to break it down to five games. You know what? What are you going to do? Well, exactly. Because then the next season comes back October. You're, you're literally looking at four months off, not even two, two, three months off. Well, I mean, if they wanted to get playoffs started here and still do seven games, it would have to start very soon. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, it's going to have it's going to have to start soon. Yeah. You might have to change up the format a little bit, at least for the first couple of rounds. But in order to end on time, or at least somewhere near that, to give the guys the right amount of time for the off season, hundred mm-hmm. percent, you got to give them, you got to get it started, or you just got to drop it. Absolutely, and then you got to look at the the NHLPA. Are these guys going to allow it? You know what I mean? Do the and that's a big thing with baseball as well. Like. A shortened season. I think it was eighty-two game season for baseball and extended playoffs. Yeah, like how much more are you going to extend in October and and November? Exactly. You know what I mean? November, it's 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 cold. Like, say you know you have a game in in November. It's snowing in Colorado. Say that Colorado makes the World Series. Yeah, it's it's to that point where you got to the NHL. You're going to get these guys so pissed off that there's going to be a strike. Yep. You know what I mean? And it, it's, that's not good just because you want to rush it. You know, I get, I get their intentions. They want to finish it. There should be, you know, a, you know, world series champion an NFL champion an NHL champion. There should be, you know what I mean? But you have to go look at the safety of these guys and that's, that goes all, all around. You know what I mean? It's goes all around from youth sports all the way up to pro hundred percent, you know, and it's where, it's almost like the the commissioners of this the, the commissioners of any sports there are they're they're I, I get what they're trying to do they're looking out for the fans yeah but you got you got to look out for the guys that produce the product absolutely you know and and you said I guess what was it they they were looking at what location Vancouver just announced okay. like it was either today or yesterday that they were going to be a spot. Nice, nice. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, Mr. Brian Prop. All doing, right, Brian? have a little trouble uh, getting on uh, because it's <laughs> new to me, but uh, I think it, it's working now. No, we can hear you You're loud and clear. We uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, to join us on the podcast. No, no problem. 
Uh, first off, you know, we, we want to talk about your time with the Brandon Wheat Kings. You know, tell us your experience, what it was like playing for them, and, and why why the Wheat Kings? Uh, well, when I grew up in Saskatchewan, uh, when I played for the Melville Millionaires when I was 15, I uh, set the rookie the record for points, and it still is hand to this day. I won the MVP mm-hmm. uh, when I was 15, and then I, then I went to Brandon Wheat Kings. For the next uh, yep. three years, and I played with uh, Brad McCrimmon and Ray Allison those uh, three years, and we had uh, other great players, and uh, Dunk McCollin was our coach. Uh, we, uh, we had a lot of success with that in my first three years. Uh, my last season, we only lost five games out of 72, so that's pretty amazing. Jesus. Uh, yeah, at that time, it was a 20-year-old draft. And then the NHL merged, and so it was just one yep. uh, league. And then, uh, then they changed it to a uh, 19-year-old draft. And then so we had uh, um, uh, new, new players uh, that were younger uh, at that time, too. Jeez. And then after your time with the Wheat Kings, you were drafted 14th overall in the 79 draft by the Flyers. Yes. What were your thoughts being drafted by a team that was classified as the Broad Street Bulls? Well, at that time, I, I didn't really know, follow hockey that much, and so I, I was happy to get drafted. I thought I was going to get uh, drafted higher, uh, but uh, you know, because mm-hmm. of my stats were really good. But I'm fortunate that yep. I didn't because you know, it gave me a chance to play with the Philadelphia Flyers at the start and have a good team, and then uh, to get in the playoffs my first 13 years. Uh, because when you get drafted, uh, and, uh, you know, you, uh, and like the first couple picks, you know that then you're, you're struggling yep. to get in the playoffs, and then you're, you're building. And so it was really great for me, and and plus to have uh, Bob Clark as a great leader, uh, it made a, it meant a lot to me because I I uh, kind of played the same way as he did. Uh, you know, we I was one of the yep. best players in the league. Uh, of my first three years at, uh, and then I uh, was able to continue uh, with uh, with uh, Bob Clark's uh, guidance. Yep. And then you, your first game in the NHL, you scored the game-winning goal. What was that experience like? I'm sure, you know, you dreamed of that as a kid growing up, and then it came a reality that first game in yeah, the NHL. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was really nice for me because uh, I had an assist and then I scored the game winner. I, I was playing with uh, Reggie Leach and Bob Clark at that time. And then after 20 yeah. games, uh, then I moved to Paul Holmgren and uh, Kenny Lensman with and Bill Barber came back. Uh, but it, it was good for me to be there at the start uh, because I remember the first game we played against the Islanders and I, Bill, Bill Smith was the goalie and I scored the, the game winner and, uh, you know, I was happy. But but uh, you have to remember that uh, my first uh, my first three years my uh, in Brandon like we didn't lose that much and so I was used to that. And then the the second yeah. game we we lost nine to two and I was like, what the hell is going on with this? And then <laughs> and then, then we went to thirty five without a loss and so that was a good way to start my career. Yeah, and then that was something special, obviously in Philadelphia and the NHL and the whole world. Like how like. How did you guys maintain that every night going in that season on the unbeaten uh, So, well, we had good leadership, uh, and that it starts with that. And uh, we had four good lines and, uh, you know, good goalies. Uh, but that year was Pete Peters was a rookie, and I was a rookie, and, and mm-hmm. Phil Meir was there. But, uh, you know, we, we, we 
we played really well as a team. We had four lines, uh, tough guys, and uh, you know we just kept kept going, worrying, winning, and then uh, I think after like uh, you know fifteen years, fifteen games, it just started to build, and then mm-hmm. so I remember from uh, fifteen games on, it was uh, it became more important, important, and that's because everyone hated uh, hated to to beat us, or wanted to beat us, yeah. and uh, after yeah. twenty games. You know, it became more noticeable, and then we went to twenty twenty eight with a with tied to Montreal in Boston, where we 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 didn't win that much, and then we went kept kept going for another to thirty five games. That was pretty amazing. Now, do you think anybody's going to touch that well, record ever? I, I don't think so anymore, anymore because now they have overtime and shootouts and things like that, and uh, you know, it's, and it's too tough uh, to 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 played you know like that time but at that time we had uh wins and ties we didn't have overtime so then uh you know if, if it was overtime a lot of people would lose uh, at that time yeah <laughs> and in 1987 you it was a special season for you as you made the stanley cup finals versus edmonton and also won the canada cup yeah it was my third final like uh, i was in the Stanley Cup Finals in '80 when we lost in Game Six in Overtown, Overtown, and uh, you know if, yep. if we won Game Seven in in uh, in '80, you know at that time you know we were we were good and so like you know that might have changed uh, by by not by winning a Stanley Cup at the start, uh, but you know we lost in overtime and uh, then then we went we we built and then '85 and '87 went to the finals again with Pelly and then. Uh, Ron Hexty and uh, Hexall, but Edmonton mm-hmm. was so powerful at that time that it was uh, it was tough, you know, to get there. Uh, we 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 lost a couple guys like Tim Kerr was hurt, Dave Poulin was hurt, Ilka Sinisella was tough, hurt. Brad McCrimmon was hurt, and uh, Mark Howe was limping, and and it was we were beat up, and for us to to get them seven games. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we didn't win, I think a lot of people respect that. Yeah. Now, jump into the Canada Cup. You know, can I ask you about Mario's game-winning goal in double overtime? And did you make the pass to Mario or did Wayne? Because in the video, it clearly looks like you made the no, pass. No, it was me. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, it's double overtime, game two. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I didn't say anything. I didn't, you know, I, I just happy to win, uh, you know, but, you know, I, I knew that I, I made the play that gave us a chance to win game two. And then, then from there that we won game three, which was special too. But, uh, yeah, I know that the, you know, I was, I was a big part of the <laughs> reason that we won. Yeah. And I, what's funny about that is, is I have a good friend, you know, Jimmy Vavoni. He found out you were coming on the podcast, and he called me right away to bring up that question. You know, he, he's a he's a huge Gretzky guy. And he goes, "Listen, I love Gretzky, but Proper made that pass over, and we just wanted the he wanted me to bring it up to you to clarify." Yeah, well, you know, and you know that's the way I always played. You know, I was very quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I did I, I played for the team, and I, even I, I gave away some points that I didn't need, and. Uh, you know, just to, to play for the team and win. Uh, so that's the way I played my whole career. Nice. And then you can you touch on the Helping Hands project you're a part of? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, with that, that a few years ago, like uh, we, we played a charity in Atlantic City and 
And so I, uh, Joe was running it and, uh, and, you know, we just, we did a lot of, lot of things that we could help, uh, people that have charities and, you know, healthy hockey, uh, has good, been good to us. And, you know, same thing I've been doing the last uh, few years. I've been setting up some celebrity mm-hmm. hockey events with, with my company, Wolf Commercial Real Estate. We've done four of those uh, chari- charity games. We have six former alumni split up the teams, and we raised about 80000 last year for the six charities that sur- 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 supported us. And then, you know, I've done a couple other uh, celebrity hockey events with uh, MS Research Institute, and uh, I was going to do another one uh, until the virus came across, but for a Live Like Philip, it's another charity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of those, and uh, hopefully hockey will get back uh, after time. Uh, we can't agree more. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And then can you can you tell us uh, about Mr. Snyder and what was what he was like as an owner for the Flyers? Because you hear, you know, different things like people saying, like, he'd give his shirt off his back for you and he, he did anything he can to make you feel. Yeah, special. Well, he, he was he's, he was a very special uh, owner. I mean, he cared uh, so much by the team. And, and that's why, mm-hmm. you know, the Philadelphia Flyers have uh, had some. To- best because they, they drafted character players and that's how oh, that's how we mm-hmm. kind of kind of uh, went from there you had the right team you may made it up you, you gave you a chance to win every year and uh, but he he, he, he loved uh, the team and I loved him I was there for 11 years and then after I had my massive stroke uh, five years ago, mm-hmm. He helped me at that time because I wasn't working, and so he helped me financially with that too. Nice. And then you talk about character with the Philadelphia Flyers. My next question is uh, Mike Keenan. What was it like playing for Mike? Well, Keenan? at that time, uh, I was uh, six years into the league, uh, and then when Keen, uh, Keenan got there, so uh, I was more experienced, and so I, I became one of the leaders for the team, even though I had a, didn't have a, a, a letter. You know, I, I played consistently. Mm-hmm. I was led, led by example, and uh, they on me all the time. And so I loved the, the way he coached it because he, he coached yeah. to win every game, which I loved. Uh, but we, we, uh, we had Pelly Lindbergh, uh, who was a good goalie, and, and Mark Howe and Brad McCrimmon and, and, and Tim Kerr and Poulin and uh, even at that time Bob Clark, you know, was uh, – but uh, – and uh, the young guys, uh, the Talkhead, Zell, Zell, and, and uh, Smith, kind of joined with Mellonby. So we we, yep. we had a good good group of guys. Uh, but uh, he was hard on the on the young guys because they didn't know better. But you know, I, I knew what I had to do. So he probably yelled at me more than anybody. But you know, <laughs> I, I didn't really care because I knew I was a good player. And uh, yeah. and, and he, sometimes he just needed to be told to f off every once in a while because he respected that and so yeah uh, but uh, and 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 a lot of people don't know that even though he yelled at, at guys uh, at the start he uh, found out a way like he would talk with them the next day for after practice and just to say mm-hmm. hey listen i was just i, w- I, I was out of, out of control or uh, i'm sorry and so you know that that's the way he kind of he did it but he knew how to win. Uh, you know, we, uh, 
won a lot with him. Uh, and then you you say like you hear stories about Keenan like if if he was giving it to you and you barked back at him he respected that more is that correct yeah and um, you know and uh, and at that time like I was six years in the league and so like I kind of knew what I had to do and uh, you know at that that year I was yeah. uh, scoring uh, like forty goals a year and uh, and and one of the top uh, point makers but uh, yeah but mm-hmm. uh, we still uh, he he coached as we did we had good teams. And we knew how to win, and uh, we gave points uh, away because, uh, you know, when we had a lead, uh, like the third and fourth lines would play goal play, and they get their ice time there. And then if if, if we were yep. behind, and we had to, we had the younger the first couple lines played a little bit more, but he was really good about uh, mixing up the the ice time. Nice, and then we'll we'll fast forward to nineteen ninety nine and your Flyers Hall of Fame induction, like what, what went through your mind when, when, when that call came about? Well, I was retired, uh, you know, in 90, 96. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, I, I thought it could have happened a little earlier, but, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they were, you know, it still was a, an honor for me to be there uh, because Ed Snyder mm-hmm. uh, from, from, most, uh, from pre- presented it, me with the, 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 bo- the, the bust uh, that I had for the, the game. Yep. Uh, but, at, you know, and then 11 years with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, and all the uh, categories, I'm one of the leaders of you know, all time with the Flyers. And uh, so, but I'm very proud of playing with them as I'm still now the ambassador of the last four years for uh, the team, uh, every home game, which I love and mm-hmm. I hope that continues. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I've been here 40 years, uh, been with the Flyers for a lot of years. And then, you know, I did the radio for nine years for the Flyers and then been on their board, uh, Flyers alumni board, uh, the last few years. And so I, I keep giving back and, uh, loving what I'm doing. Nice. And then you, the Flyers alumni, can you like, when you guys get together, it's, it's almost like I, I want to say it's, I don't want to say it's a party, but it's like a good gathering. Cause I, I worked the locker room for you guys in, uh, in Reading when you guys did the alumni game against uh, Pittsburgh. Yes. And you guys, it's, it's funny. Like it, you guys, it's I, like I said, it's almost like a party, but it's a gathering for you guys. You guys are just like, it's like, you guys are, I don't want to say like overstep my bound. You guys are young again, like living the days and it, it's awesome to see you guys. Oh yeah. Well, well we, we have a good, uh, uh, group of guys like uh, there's been a lot of years uh, from the years like the different uh, generations that are, are stay here and work here and, and uh, do some mm-hmm. other, other work for for other companies but uh, we you know and every year we have a golf tournament that it's going to be a DuPont but it might be canceled but uh, we had uh, yeah. you know 50 alumni uh, coming to the event and so uh, staying connected with all of these people we probably have about uh, 30 or 40 uh, people that still live in the area and work for the for the teams and other things so you know we we get together pretty pretty often and uh, it's always good to do uh, i know that we were going to do the fight night uh, but it got canceled at the end uh, but uh, we, yeah. we do a lot of uh, work with the flyers alumni and that's why we keep in in in, cat, in touch with all the people that we are our alumni with that's awesome. And then what, what would be your most memorable memory in the NHL? 
Uh, I have a lot of them, but I think, you know, probably for me, it was game uh, five in the finals in 87, because uh, I remember that game because we were, you know, we were three to two uh, behind of the Oilers. And I, we, we played uh, in, in Edmonton. And so I had four assists. We won four to three. And so I, I remember that game because it was probably the best playoff game that I had in my career. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, and then we case, of course, game six, you know, where I scored to tie it with six minutes left. Uh, the spectrum was rocking at that time. And then J.J. scored to force a yep. game seven. You know, so even though we didn't win in Game Seven, uh, I think the people are proud of why we bat- battled in. Nice, and then you talk about the Spectrum. Why? Why do you think teams didn't like come and play in you guys in the Spectrum? Well, at that time, it was uh, we had tough teams, and uh, team hated hated to to play against us because uh, we, we had a tough team, and and we knew how to win, and we uh, we were in- intimidated by the, the the players that were there. Uh, so like it really helped, uh, you know, by playing by home and sort of like with the Flyers of last year with Hart as net, you know, that he didn't yep. didn't list, lose that many games at home. That makes a big difference. Yeah. And then you know you were part of five NHL All Star games. Was one special than the other? Uh, yeah, you know, it was in 1980, it was a rookie season. We had six guys on our team, uh, like Pete Peters and, uh, JJ Reggie Leach and Bob Clark mm-hmm. and Barber and Leach. And, uh, and, and it was special for me because Gordy Howe was still playing. He was 51 oh, years wow. old. It was in Detroit, like, because, uh, they, they built the rink in 80 and they played half yep. the year. And then, then they went to the All-Star game and uh, played the new game in Detroit. So I'll, I'll never forget the ovation that uh, Gordy got at the end. Uh, you know, it was, it was pretty amazing. You know, plus that game, I scored a goal and had an assist. I playing with uh, Phil Esposito and Reggie Lee. So, <laughs> and then Gretzky was in, uh, against us. And uh, so it was a good memory for me to, to start there and uh, – you know, be recognized at, at my, my rookie season. That was because we had 35 in a year uh, and uh, went to the finals too. And then I know you probably hear this question a thousand times, probably a day. Can you touch on the guffaw? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, uh, I got the guffaw from Howie yep. Mandel. Uh, he used to go do his shows in Atlantic City in the 80s. Yep. And um, a good friend of mine, Scott McKay, he was a lifeguard in the, in the summers. So we got to see a couple of his shows. And then so he kind of did the guffaw, the one show. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. I need to do something a little different when I score goals. And so uh, I copied on him. Uh, so after the next season, when I scored the first goal, I went to center ice and did guffaw. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Keenan, he didn't like that. So I told me not to do that, but I didn't listen to him, which was good because yeah. I branded it for that. I, I, it's trademarked right now. And uh, I know I talked with Howie Mandel a few times. I just talked to them six months ago in Atlantic City. Yeah. And uh, so he didn't matter in my mind that I, I did the guffaw. And, but uh, it, it's just, uh, and, and, and from that, 
after I, my record, uh, my re- uh, career, like when I was at the Medford ice rink, I taught all the young kids how to do the guffaw and uh, when they played <laughs> hockey. And, uh, but I, but I also taught them how to get a good education and uh, to told mm-hmm. them like, if they get an A, just tell their teachers to do a guffaw for the, for an A. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, and it's, it, I was telling Tucker, my co-host, it's, it's almost real. Like I, like I'm 38 growing up, like, you were my favorite player growing up. Right. And talking to you and then you talking about the guffaw is like, I played hockey, I played soccer. And like, if we were down, like my mom was, you know, in the stands, she would do the guffaw yeah. in the stands, like tell me to score a goal. So it's, yeah, that's it, nice. it's, it, it, it's, it's a little, <laughs> little special because you try a little harder because I, I love skating, uh, scoring goals. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it gave me a, 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 an advantage to, score more and just to be bare yeah. down and to have some fun. And then and it helps a team win too. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know for, uh, you know, I was in five Stanley cup finals, uh, you know, number mm-hmm. one in the history of the game for left wing scoring in the history, uh, which is, I'm proud of uh, all the stats doing that, but it's more about playing for the teams that, that you love and uh, winning for them and finding a way to, get better and uh you know so i'm very proud of all all that i've done nice and my last question would be uh you have a thousand 16 games in the nhl with a thousand or four points and and some people don't get a chance to play in the nhl and you scored over a thousand points like do you i i don't want to like come off the wrong way by saying do you feel like snubbed that you're not in the hockey hall of fame uh you know i I think at that time, like, uh, I think I, I'm, I'm proud of my playoff stats, which, which means mean yep. a lot because most of these guys, maybe they get more points, but they're individuals and they don't play as a team. And so, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, in a couple of years, uh, if they, you know, check and, uh, you know, just to, with my thousand points and get goals and my playoff stats and all I've done for hockey – the Canada Cups, uh, the Spangler Cups, uh, World Championships, Team Canada's, uh, you know, it just, it adds up to what the, the, defi- defi- the deficient of uh, uh, NHL Hall of Famer is. And so mm-hmm. if people read that, it, they can see that, you know, all the things that I've done after my career for the Flyers and uh, the Ambassador and for everything too. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, they, they, they take that into consideration uh, because, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'm proud of what I've done. Absolutely. But Brian, we, uh, we thank you. We appreciate you for taking, taking the time out of your day to talk to us. And like I said, it's, it's an honor for myself to speak. Yeah. To so just, as, uh, just so everybody knows, like, um, I have my, uh, I updated my, uh, website, which is brianprop.com. So if anybody wants to take a look at the website, there's a lot of information on that. You know, uh, pretty soon I'll have my Guffaw cigar brand set up. And, uh, you know, if any, anybody wants to, uh, you know, just uh, they could uh, do some appearances for, you know, check in and see if they want. Uh, but, yeah, my BrianProp.com website is uh, redone. Awesome. Thanks, right. Brian. We appreciate Thanks, it. Dustin. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, uh but other than that, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep this one short today. Uh, as 
we're recording with Brian right now, and then uh, we got to record later. We're gonna have another podcast. Uh, we're not gonna release it today. We'll probably release it like Saturday or Sunday with uh, NHL Devils player Mirko Mueller. Mirko Mueller. Uh, but we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Ink Gurus. If you uh, need shirts, hats, jerseys, whatever you need, go check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Ink Gurus. Uh, we also want to thank Goodwood Hockey for supporting us. If uh, they're doing a great thing with John Chiavu, uh, giving back to the game, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Goodwood Hockey. Also, we want to thank uh, AT8 Hockey. You guys need sticks. Greatest, I, I, to my opinion, I think it's the greatest stick on the market right now, not just because they're our, they're our sponsors. It's they're light. They're they're very durable, and you know the, the kick points on them are ridiculous. They got gloves as well. Go check them out on Instagram and Facebook as well, uh, AT8 Hockey. But other than that, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Stay 